Welcome. You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to the third of a three-part series entitled Christians versus Government Authority. And in the first two, we covered a little bit about what the Bible has to say when it comes to how Christians are to respond to government authority. Uh, many rely on Romans 13 and 1 Peter 2 when it comes to this and how the Bible speaks about it. First, uh, Romans 13 uh, starts out by saying this, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. You see, many take that to, to say, well, we just need to obey everything that the government says. doesn't matter who it is, what office they hold, whatever they say, we as Christians need to obey blindly what they have to say and what they have mandated to us. Uh, but as we covered in the first uh, two parts of this series, it's not what Romans 13 and 1 Peter 2 are saying. They're not suggesting that we let our government do whatever they want. Uh, Paul is talking to the zealots of his time. You see, the zealots of, of his day were people that wanted nothing to do with the government. Um, their attitude was that they're children of God, that they are uh, under the authority of a living God, and that they are going to obey that God and no one else. That whatever he says goes, and whatever other people say, well, we don't really have to do anything with those people. We don't have to even consider what they have to say. We are not under their authority by any means, that our authority is only God, and God and only God. And and they would go as far as to even say, well, you know what? We don't even have to pay taxes because no other authority has authority over us. No, no other government has authority over us. And so we're not paying taxes. We're not going to obey the laws. We're not going to uh, do anything when it comes to the, um, the, the authority of anybody other than simply God. Well, that, those were zealots. And, and, and God speaks basically to, to this theology and, and says that this is not an appropriate theology as well that God has set up a governing system. God has set up government. Um, we many oftentimes think of government as, as an evil thing, but that's not necessarily true. There's very good leaders, and there have been throughout history, and, and, and they govern in, in very good ways. Uh, God set up that system because he is, a, he is a just God, and he is not a God of chaos. He is a God of order. And if that's the case, then we can't have anarchy and chaos. Uh, there, we see many groups even today that, that are advocating for this kind of thing of, of uh, anarchy and chaos. We see Antifa and those uh, uh, types that are, are very much that way, that they just simply love the chaos and, and the anarchy that comes with it. So we, we understand that that's not a godly thing. We, we know that, that God set up that system, and that's what he's talking about in many of these verses here. He set up that, that system, not necessarily put exactly everybody in place or take, take them out, but that he set up a system for us to live by, and that we are to pay 
to Caesar what is Caesar's. We are to give our taxes to that system, and and it doesn't matter if they are a, a good or bad leader. That uh, that 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 the system itself is set up by God, and and what the zealots of the day did was they took that to the extreme. And again, our God is not a God of extremes. He uh, he um, he knows what happens when we tend to do that. And and what did we see with the zealots? Well, let's take a quick look. I don't know if you know of uh, of what I'm talking about when I say Masada. But Masada, if you go to Israel, it's in southern Israel by the Dead Sea. And what it is, it's, it's, it's basically a plateau. It is a fortress-type plateau. And, um, and it's flat on top, and it is, there's massively uh, steep walls on basically three sides of this plateau with only one real way to get to the top of the plateau. And so what what that made for was a really excellent place to build a fortress. <laughs> and so, so that's exactly what happened. And, and we, we, we saw a, a couple different fortresses being uh, made there, and, and it was very easily defendable. Um, and, uh, and, and yet, uh, obviously, with, with its positioning and, and whatnot, it, it was uh, you know, difficult to, to get provisions and things too. But, uh, but eventually it was, it was abandoned, and, and some Jewish leaders uh, that were, uh, without getting into the, the whole story, uh, decided to, to go there and take up uh, the place and make it their own. Uh, the, the Romans uh, were ruling at that time. They were coming against uh, the Jewish people, and they were, um, and they were basically running to this Masada place, a fortress, to, to create their own community there. And how many times, I mean, seriously, I don't know how many times that I have done this myself. I've thought about how, how wonderful it would be to make our own country, let's say. <laughs> I don't know where it would be, I know. But, but if we were to make our own country somehow, and we were to say, wow, this is going to be a Christian company, a country, I'm going to set this up, I'm going to, uh, you know, we're going to have, have laws based on, on the Bible, we're going to uh, ha- have a, a, a court system that is fair and just, we're going to do all these things, and we're going to have a wonderful place where Christians can go, and we can just have this utopia, I guess, <laughs> uh, of a place. And, and yet, that is not what God is asking us to do. God has not ever asked us to set up a Masada. He has never asked us to set up a place that we can escape the world and not have any influence on it whatsoever. What he's asked us to do is he's asked us to be an influence on the world. He's asked us to be an influence and to work for justice and against evil in uh, in this world and against those forces that would do otherwise. You see, that's what he's asked us to do. And he's given us and he's blessed us with ways to do that. And he's strengthened many to, to be leaders and to make changes and, and not just simply separate ourselves out from the things that we don't like uh, or the things that come against us, uh, oppressions and all those things. Um, and so what do we see uh, happening at Masada? Well, 
the zealots of Masada uh, grew to about a thousand or so, almost almost a thousand people, and and when the Romans came to attack, uh, they were able to to fend them off for uh, for quite a while. Actually, obviously, the, the, there was a reason they were there, and and the reason it was so easily defended, uh, just with the natural topography of things. But eventually, it was going. They they were going to be conquered by the Romans. It was obvious that they weren't going to be able to hold up there forever. The Romans were going to last them out, and they were going to be uh, to to conquer uh, this fortress. And so, what did the zealots do? Well, the zealots did what oftentimes happens to uh, these type of communities. Uh, they get a little wacky, and they and they and they do things that are unscriptural. And what did the zealots do? Well, they literally committed suicide, uh, mass suicide. And they uh, threw themselves, almost every single one, off the back end of the cliff there. And just w- with the exception of just a, a few women and a, and a few children. And, and committed mass suicide. Well, you see, that's not the Lord's will. He doesn't want us doing that. That's an end result of, uh, of, of unscriptural decision-making. And, uh, and when we separate ourselves out, and when we don't do what he's asking us to do, then bad things happen. You see, is the Constitution and the Bill of Rights a higher authority than the current office holders? Let me ask you that question. You see, if, if you're taking the passages of Roman thir- Romans 13 and 1 Peter 2 to meaning that we should just simply obey and not question, then who is our authority? I mean, that's the question, right? Is our authority the governor of each state? Is our authority the local dog catcher uh, in our area? Is the authority the president? Is the authority our congressman? Um, who, who, who is the mayor? It, 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 who's the, who is the authority? Is, is a bureaucrat in an office somewhere? Who is our authority? And, 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 and again, I, I pose the question, is the Constitution and the Bill of Rights a higher authority than the current office holder? You see, the Constitution in this country, the way that things have, were set up by our founding fathers, is that we have a Constitution and a Bill of Rights. And that is what overlays everything, that, that everybody underneath, elected office, whatever, has to abide by the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. That is the premise and, and the purpose of the Supreme Court. They're, even though they, they've tried to, to, to gain more power than, than uh, is granted them in, in years past, they, their purpose is basically to take a look at what laws are made by Congress and signed by the President and then determine whether or not those things are constitutional. That's it. That's all they do. They are to determine whether or not they fall within the restrictions of the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. Are the rights given in the Bill of Rights, then, really given by God to everyone? I mean, if if that's the overlying thing, the Bill of Rights, let's say, is the overlying authority in this country, in the way that we've set up, our government, we don't have a dictatorship. We don't have communism. We don't, ha- we don't have any of those Marxist type of things. What we have in this country is we have certain freedoms granted by the Bill of Rights that in the Bill of Rights says that these are rights granted by God. 
to everyone. These aren't granted by some president. These aren't gra- uh, granted by, by some court. These aren't granted by, by anyone other than God. And that's what it says. It says that these are inalienable rights, that these are rights that, that, that God gave to everyone. And if these are rights that God gave to everyone, then, then we can't make laws against what God has given everyone. If our rights to life, liberty, and freedom are God-given, then we need to fight for those rights. We, because if, if they're God-given, then why would we just let them go? You see, God blesses us in so many ways. And I know He's blessed my family and I with, with, with a wonderful home. And if we were not, if we if we just decided, well, God, th- th- this blessing was was great, thanks, but we're not sharing this, and we're not going to be hospitable in any way, and we're not going to, you know, we open up our homes to to, to board games, and we love board games. Uh, um, I'll get into that another time, I'm sure, but uh, but we 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 have game nights or whatever over at our house, and 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 we will we do that because for one of the reasons is because God blessed us with such a wonderful home and the ability to be hospitable. And, and, and we're not going to hide that. Um, he's, he's blessed us with, with wonderful jobs and, 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 and an income that comes from that. And, and if we were just to, to say, you know what, we're just going to take that, we're not going to tithe, and we're not going to uh, spend that you know, in, in ways that, that, uh, that are outside of ourselves, we're j- just going to spend that on ourselves. And, and, uh, and, well, thanks God for blessing me, but not then share that then then the blessing is really for naught, is it not? You see, this, this country has been blessed by God and used for his work around the world. And he as a as you know, we as we as a church are responsible to fight and maintain that blessing. I mean, if you look back through history and you see the wonderful things that this country, the country of the United States, has done around the world in in promoting uh, the Bible and promoting uh, what what God has has done for us and what the, the Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, just in that alone, we have helped spread the Word of God around the world tremendously. And, and through capitalism and, and the ability to, to be able to, 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 to make money in, in ways that, that other systems are, just aren't set up to do, we've been able to, to, to do wonderful things charity-wise around the world to help the, uh, the starving, to even help environmental type things. I mean, you, you, could, you could go on and on and on and see what, just in the, in the 250 years that we've been a country, just how much this country has done for the poor, for the environment, for people, for liberty, and for freedom. And that's a blessing. And those things need to be fought for. Those things, those, we, we can't roll over like a dog on his belly and, sh- and, and just show, show any government authority that, that hey, I, I'm willing to submit right now to whatever you say. This is, this is, not, this is not what God is asking us to do. You see, this can take uh, take on forms uh, on many forms. When when we want to maintain this blessing, we can we can look on a local level. We can look on a statewide level. We can look on a nationwide level. 
and we can get involved on those levels. We can help those that are willing to take up that mantle. I myself, I've been a mayor uh, and a city councilman. I've been a a school member and a a board chair. I've been a legislative uh, liaison, uh, a state congressional candidate. Um, I've, I've, I've been a campaign manager for a gubernatorial candidate. I don't say these things because I'm trying to lift up myself. What I'm saying is that that I I have been willing to step out because God wires us all differently. Not everybody is wired to to do that. Uh, But God wires us all differently. And since he's wired me to be able to do that, then I have taken the step forward and said, Lord, use me. You see, while in these positions, I could have said, you know what? I just don't have the time. I have a, I, I have, I have a family and I have a wife and I have a job and I have all these things. But as, as I was in those positions, I was also either a, a church board member or a pastor. You see, I had a lot of things going on, but I took the step to say, Lord, use me. And if you're going to open up that door, I'm going to go through it. And I'm going to use my time and my money. And I'm going to give it as much effort as I can and see that leadership is done in in these areas. Now, you might not be called to do what I've done. You might not be called to direct public service. But we are all given a responsibility to contribute in in, in the way that we are called. Hebrews 11 calls Gideon, Barak, Samson, Japheth. He calls them heroes of the faith. All of these men were, were involved in overthrowing oppressive governments. If they're heroes of the faith, how could they, you know, how could they be involved in overthrowing oppressive governments? If really Romans 13 and 1 Peter 2 says that we need to do whatever our controlling authorities say. You know, examples in Scripture uh, dealing with, uh, with disobeying authority. Acts 4, 19, 5, 29. Peter and John versus the Sanhedrin. I'm not, I'm not going to go into all of these. I, I encourage you to take notes. I encourage you to, 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 to dig into this uh, in your Bible uh, and see what I'm saying is true. Exodus 1, 15 and 17. I mean, he, the Hebrew midwives versus infanticide. I mean, you, you can't say that these midwives were obeying their, their authority blindly. They were, they were saving these Jewish babies and they were making up excuses like, you know, the Hebrew women are, you know, they're, they're just too strong and they you have these babies all of a sudden and we can't go, you know, kill them. I mean, what an excuse. Daniel 6, 10, Daniel ignoring Persian prayer law. Daniel 3, 14 and 18, refusing to bow down to the image. I mean, that's one of my favorites. Um, you know, you have these three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they, they refused. I mean, even, even the king gave them a way out. Nebuchadnezzar gave them a way out to, to, to save their own skins to bow down to the idol. And they said, you know what? We don't even need to go through these gyrations. You don't have to worry about it, Nebuchadnezzar. We tell you right now that we're not going to do it, that we know that God is, is the one and true living God and that we're going to serve him and we're going to do what he's asked us to do. 
And yes, you have a controlling authority and you could throw us into the fiery furnace if you want. But our God is going to save us. Such a wonderful story. Joshua 2. You know, Rahab helps the spies escape from, from the government. 1 Peter 14, 45, people, you know, resisted Saul's orders and saved Jonathan. 1 Kings 18, Obadiah hid a hundred people from Queen Jezebel. 2 Kings 8, 18, 25 through 27, 9, 1 through 13, 1 Kings 19, 1 through 17. These are the account of an assassination on Hahaz by Jehu. Acts 12, 1, 1 through 10, Peter is rescued from jail. Acts 9, 25, Paul and Saul escape the city, you know, the city governor by being lowered down the wall in a basket. I mean, if, if, if this is truly what they're saying in Roman 13, 1 the first and first Peter two. Then, if, if they're truly saying that we are to roll over to every governmental authority and do exactly what they say blindly, then then these guys are hypocrites, and they're not hypocrites. They can't be hypocrites. These guys did things that were against what the authorities were telling them to do, and they did it in the name of justice, and they did it in the name of the Lord. Now, again, we have a responsibility to make sure that what we're doing is truly something that is from the Lord. We have a responsibility to know what our rights are, God-given rights, and to be able to stand on those things when an evil government or when one comes in to try to trample on those rights. We are to respect the office. We are to respect the, the fact that there is a government and a controlling authority. But we are not to do everything and anything that they say, no matter what. You see, you can, you can say, you know, it's, it's more easy to, to just worry about spiritual things. I hear that a lot. Let's, let's just worry about spiritual things. Let, let the government do, do its own thing. But remember our founding fathers and those 56 that signed the Declaration of Independence? You know, and, and what they sacrificed for us to have a nation with a system of government founded on godly principles. You see, King George III denounced all rebels in America as traitors. You see, the punishment for that was treason and hanging. But, but Doug, the consequences of, of standing up for what is right can be harsh. Well, one of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence was... Was, um, was Carter Braxton of, of Virginia, a wealthy uh, planter and trader. And he saw his ships swept from the seas. To pay his debts, he lost his home and all his properties, and he died in rags. But Doug, what, what about our, our, our insurance as a church? We, we, we can't risk that. We, we've got to kowtow. Sir, Sir Thomas Nelson Jr. of Virginia raised $2 million on his own signature to provide for our allies, the French fleet. And after the war, he personally paid back the loans and wiped out his entire estate. He was never reimbursed by his government. And in the final battle of Yorktown, Nelson urged George Washington to fire 
on his, Nelson's, own home, which was occupied by Cornwallis. He died bankrupt. But Doug, it is... It's only a little thing. We we have we have bigger fish to fry. We we, we have bigger fish to fry spiritually. We, we we need to we need to to worry about those type of things. Francis Lewis had his home and everything destroyed, and his wife imprisoned, and he died within a few months. But Doug, I I I don't want me or my family in that kind of environment. Well, John Hart was driven from his wife's bedside while she was dying. And there, 13 children fled in all directions for their lives. And his fields and his gristmill were laid waste. For more than a year, he lived in forests and caves and returned home after the war to find that his wife was dead, his children were gone, and his property was gone. He died in a, f- a few weeks later of exhaustion and a broken heart. Now, what I'm trying to say here is that the, the, this is a heavy thing. I understand that these are these are heavy concepts, but I guess what I'm trying to say in this the third of, of these three podcasts is that this is very important. We need not waste what God has given us as a nation. You need to pray about what the Lord would have you do. What is it that the Lord is asking you to do? Is he asking you to get involved in in the political system or or support one who who does? Are we to speak up in, in support of truth and not hide that truth under a bushel? Are we to become more knowledgeable and wise to what is happening around us today? Or, or are, we, are we taking the, the position that I've heard so often lately of, you know, I'm just so tired of all the politics and I'm just, I'm not even, not even going to look at what's happening. I'm not, I'm not going to be aware of what's going around me. It's just, it's just so much easier that way. Or are we maybe not letting the lie of non-involvement stand? You see, we need to get involved in some way. We need to be able to protect what God has given us. He's He said, you know what? I've created this earth. I've created these these uh, animals and, and everything in it. And it is your responsibility to take care of those things. And in the same way, he has created and given us this wonderful, wonderful country. And it is our responsibility, particularly the way that it is set up, where we are the ones that actually elect representatives to be able to, to, to govern over us. And when we have that level of responsibility, we have those levels of freedom, it is our responsibility, particularly as a church, to be able to take care of those things. And we will have it as long as we can take care of it. You've been listening to Uncommon Sense. This podcast is one that uh, we're having a wonderful time just really digging into truth and trying to find out what the Bible has to say as Christians in this political area, arena. And, uh, and if you have any comments or you have any questions, please, we would love to hear more from you. And uh, that email address is foruncommonsense at gmail.com. That's 4, F-O-R, uncommonsense 
at gmail.com and we will respond personally to everyone that that does that and and maybe even take if you have a question uh, we might even answer that on a, on a future podcast really look forward to that we you know we're, we're getting more and more people all the time there's those that from all kinds of different countries uh, uh, Taiwan and Germany I saw just the other day uh, you know it's it's just humbling to see uh, how uh, the response has been to this and we look forward to more And so thank you very much for listening.